That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Right, man, I'm so excited. Let's roll. Let's roll. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank, boys. Hello. Hey. And uh, drum roll, please, if you can get that started right here after... You know, hinting at an announcement, which has already been announced on Twitter. We're very happy to announce we have partnered with Fansided and LombardiAv.com. <laughs> we are officially sellouts, huge sellouts yes. now. Um, I don't after doing it for a couple of years, it's nice to feel a little bit more legit about doing it, mm. doing the whole podcast. But you don't have to worry; nothing should change. We had a meeting a couple of weeks ago with them. Very weird to have like a serious meeting with four adults that are strangers to talk about your podcast. Mm-hmm. But they basically said they like what we're doing. They don't want us to change anything. They just want to back us. Um, the only thing that should really change is I think we'll have some ads in the future. I don't think we will this week or we might. We'll lean towards the uh, the live ad reads. But pretty awesome. It was uh, cool to have them reach out and we obviously have to thank the fans for getting us to this point. Mm. Like I said, this is year three. We've had, you know, listeners from every state at this point from like how many countries? 50 or 60 different countries. Holy I don't know. Smokes. We had to change our feed over from Podbean to the one with uh, fan sided now. So I still those... love you, Podbean. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure you were very aware what our hosting <laughs> yeah. site was before this, Kyle. But yeah. So big uh, thanks to you guys for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. And it's. It's nice to feel a little bit better about, you know, being an almost 30-year-old having a podcast talking about the Packers. So. I actually did know that we were hosted by Podbean, um, and it wasn't oh. because um, I was the cord guy. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was because on the, one of the very first episodes, I was sent a link to Podbean for the uh, very first one before I was on Spotify. Um, so been here since the beginning shout out yeah shout yeah. out Podbean. yeah and uh <laughs> thanks for your support too yeah. it's just really nice to get called a partner by someone mm. you know like i think been here for what like three months now yeah, yeah something then, like that yeah well four and um you're taking a couple bye weeks and uh you know but like yeah i haven't really ever been called a partner before whether that's like life partner a group partner <laughs> um just partner or like howdy partner um <laughs> So it's just quite an honor. Awesome. Yeah. Kyle, do you have any words? I'm yeah, sure I just I mean, you mentioned it uh, right away. I wanted to to get that out there and be transparent about it. But yeah, this is us selling out. Yep. yep. Um, very, very clear about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, turning a hobby and a passion into to something that could be a revenue stream is is the American dream. So exactly. who wouldn't jump at it? Um, but yeah, it was like you said. It was uh, they said they didn't want us to change at all. That was very important to you know agreeing to this partnership. So yeah, nothing about the podcast in terms of direction or content at all is changing. And uh, yeah, super excited to uh, see where this goes. And it's again no cost to you 
the listener whatsoever just you know don't don't fast forward through the ads we'll make them <laughs> yeah. we'll make them fun and we'll make them yes uh, yeah and exciting and to be fair i've never had anyone tell me not to change before when they've got <laughs> close to me so <laughs> yeah. i yes definitely believe that um and like we said, we're not going to change anything. This is our God. We once again just haven't been able to say it. Our bye week bonanza, our first one this year. It's yeah. been it's been pretty good luck because every year we've done it, we've been able to have two by getting a uh, first round bye in the right. playoffs. So hopefully that'll continue this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll have a different episode. We do also have Mr. Brett Good back on. I talked to him yesterday for about 20, 30 minutes or so. So we'll have that in here too. We obviously talked about the operation and. Aaron Rodgers and all that fun stuff. The big stuff. operation. Yeah, I, uh, I just uh, got out of COVID protocol today. That's why I wasn't <laughs> able to be on the interview. And I just, yeah, I, I uh, mentioned to you guys before record, but man, it feels so good to be back in the studio with, with the guys chopping it up. So uh, happy to be here and yeah. uh, let's get after it. Yeah, hopefully we'll uh, keep keep the good mojo going and of course you know it wouldn't be a bi-week bonanza episode without something weird so we are going to have a draft mm. we are going to do a winter things draft we were him mm. and han on what to do uh you know obviously the football game monday night with the patriots and buffalo bills quite the weather game and mm. we record here in minnesota we're all from northern wisconsin but we live in minnesota now we have gotten pelted with some snow recently it's like freaking five degrees out right now. Mm -hmm. So hey, timely enough. We'll see what we uh what we can find there. And then we'll have our preview, of course, of the Bears game, which is kind of important too, I guess. But I guess before we get into the good interview, something we'd obviously be remiss to not talk about. We can talk about the NFC North this past weekend. Once again, it's been about the most worry-free season of football if you exclude oh, week one which I was, love this division it's <laughs> it's I've had to do some mental gymnastics this year you know in my oh. eternal brain my eternal brain but arguing like Brady versus Rogers Patriots versus the Packers and I always argued like yeah well they're in the AFC East so they haven't had much competition but mm -hmm. Christ almighty is the NFC North brutal this year obviously the Minnesota Vikings lost in dramatic fashion on Sunday the Bears you know, couldn't help us out by beating the Chiefs or the uh, the Cardinals. They lost as well. But beautiful Sunday of football, and the Vikings are an embarrassment. Once again, like we mm. said, post-Viking episode, that was their Super Bowl. And it's as obvious as ever now yeah, in yeah. retrospect. They yeah. literally they they threw the kitchen sink at that game and did not care that they you know, took out the whole bathroom. Like that was it. Right. That was their entire season. And it, yeah, like I said, it's, it's obvious now looking back. It's like Kubiak, you know, that's the one game plan he had all season. Now he's like, okay, I think, I think <laughs> that's enough. We'll see what happens. And also shout out to Paul Allen, the Vikings play by play guy for having that stupid video he put out after mm. the Vikings one. And that seems to be a nice little curse they have going on as well right now. But cause it's like, it's so rich because it's, it's not just the Super Bowl for obviously the team. It's literally everyone involved with the team. Paul Allen, the fans, yes. the city. It's 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 really amazing to see them go all out for it. And once again, it was like uh, obviously still bitter about losing to those frauds, but like it's it's it was kind of like a, a pinch on the cheek. Like ah, <laughs> like you, you did it. It, and now it's like we're back to laughing at them again. Yes. So all is right. Once again, that was our donation of the year, donating to the Poverty <laughs> yeah. Franchise. We gave them a W. You know, left. You know, they'll have a worse draft pick. We'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, well, 
Shoot, I guess we can just shoot right over to the uh, Brett Good interview. Super so, Bowl champion Brett yes, Good. Yes, Super Bowl champion, best friends with Aaron Rodgers. Best long his... snapper in the history yes. of the franchise. So we'll uh, kick it over to that right now. Welcome back. We are happy to once again have Super Bowl champion, former Packers long snapper, and most importantly, our former third co-host, Mr. Brett Good, welcome back. It's been a while. We haven't talked to you for, shoot, about a year almost now. How's life? It's been pretty good. We uh, moved to a new location, started a new job, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a long year, but it's been a fun one. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, too, it looks like your Razorbacks bounced back this year, too. They had, last year was a bit of a hiccup. It was a COVID year. and uh... Yeah, it was, a, it was a good season for them. Um, it's been a while you know, since we've had consecutive good years. You know, Last year, you mentioned about the COVID year. Only had a few wins, but it was a SEC-only conference because of COVID. And it, but you saw a lot of growth. And then this year, you know, you're a couple of plays away from maybe being second in the SEC West. And at one point we controlled our own destiny. Um, So, which, you know, we haven't had that in a while. Yeah. um, And I guess, I mean, both your teams have been pretty good this year. The Packers too, once again, I don't know what it is, but they just keep last three years, especially with coach LaFleur and everything else. I mean, everything's pretty, pretty good for football and uh, your side of, of the world right now. It's been fun and exciting on the weekends. Uh, knowing that you're both teams you, that you love to watch have a chance to win. It makes it exciting to go out there, you know, and have a couple of cold drinks now that I can enjoy that and, and you know, smoke out some meat or go to some friend's house. And it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so getting into Packer football, I talked to you a little bit right before we started recording, too, and you have you are a, you're a noble veteran. You've watched all the Packer games except for the Saints game, you said, which is the right one to miss. Uh, before all that got started, though, I wish we could have had you on sooner, but we had our own kind of drama this offseason for the podcast. But obviously, we had the offseason of Rodgers. I did hear you on Willie and Tausch talking about it, too. But uh, that first presser, Aaron comes back. He, you know, one of the best press conferences an athlete has probably had all time. He kind of spells out one of the main things he talked about was the way he thought veteran players were treated you know, when the team kind of decided to move on and one of the players he named was, you know, Brett Good yourself. I'm just curious, how did you take the end of your career or, you know, your career with the Packers? Because, I mean, even before we had you on the podcast, I was wondering why the Packers really wanted to move on from you because you'd been such a good snapper for the longest time. And now, you know, this season with everything going on, your name has came up quite a bit. So I'm just curious, how did you see the your Packers tenure end? I mean, I think it's, at the end of the day, it's a business. Um, It was nice to hear those comments because certain things do go down and you'd like to, what I've said before is even though they draft somebody or bring somebody in as free agent, you'd like to have the opportunity to lose your job through competition, not necessarily just lose it. And I think that's the part that hurt. Um, Not that it hurt in about like, you know, I was also kind of done because I'd come off, you know, another hamstring injury, and so it was just that that was a long year because that was the birth of my daughter. And there's there's a lot going on emotionally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you you're playing a competition sport. You want to compete against somebody and have an opportunity to compete against them and see if you, you know, if you lose your job or if you can keep it. Yeah, because you because you ran into that, too. I mean, they I'm trying to remember exactly how your career went, too, because you got signed towards the end of training camp the, that first year. But then those last couple of years, because they brought you in. 
because you weren't the were you the lone long snapper um that one year where they god i i forgot the guy that they had in but there was a bit of a competition at the end of camp there wasn't there in that case as well are you talking about the first year after rob left no not not with rob davis i'm trying to think after when they when you tore your acl and then they moved on and then um you know you you came back and then they re-signed you because they had someone in for training camp that season and then or you know at the beginning of the season and then after they saw he wasn't really cutting it it seemed like you know they accepted that they were wrong and re-signed you after that yeah, both the, the start of the 16 and the start of the 17 season were pretty similar for me yeah, okay. um the, you know the the 2016 season, I was rehabbing my ACL and I wasn't re-signed. It was a contract year when I tore it. Um, so they they brought two people in and to compete, and I ended up coming in after the fourth preseason game and, and did a workout. And the same you know situation going into 17, except I was actually injury free and had a pretty good year in 2016. But um, again, they were trying to move on and, and replace me, and so um, I didn't see any preseason that, that year. Maybe I came in a little bit later that year. I can't remember, but. Um, one of those years I played a couple of preseason games, the other one I didn't. So it'd probably been the 17 season. So it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, that's the grind of a snapper as well. So yeah. you don't take it personal, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to make the right decisions for, you know, personnel for who they believe can win. But again, you, you still want to have the opportunity to, if everything's going well and you think that you're, you know, playing at a high level that you want to have the opportunity to compete, but they also have numbers that they have to hit um, for training camp purposes. Yeah. And and that was so weird too. And then even after, you know, the 2017 season, it seems like they just kind of really moved on when they, you know, used the seventh round draft pick to take Hunter Bradley. And after that, it was kind of, you know, it seemed like a done deal after that, unfortunately. Um, moving on to this year's team. And obviously one of the reasons why we wanted you to come on, the special teams unit, the field goal operation has been a bit of a struggle this year. Uh, like I said, you've watched most of the games. You know, obviously, the Bengals game was quite the roller coaster. What have you noticed? Obviously, you've got to be watching these games with a different lens than the rest of us. What have you seen? Obviously, like, I forgot which week it was, but the Packers moved on from the from Hunter Bradley. They've brought in Stephen Wordle. They have a new punter who's obviously also the holder. What have you noticed from, you know, the operation, which is the, you know, the term we've heard so much of this year on the field goal unit have you seen is there any type of problem that you've noticed just watching the games yeah there's there's a few problems that you can see on you know the live tv version i know you can see a lot more on the coaches cut um you know at the end of the day the, the operation is such a hard thing to perfect and and it just takes time and practice and um you know there's there's little tricks of the trade that you learn along the way that really help you out year in and year out uh, to, to move moving forward throughout the season, the conditions of what's going on. And, and, you know, it's just one of those bad things where the, the struggles hit us and it, and it, when you struggle in special teams, especially in that unit, then it, it, it's not a letdown, but you have a lot of things going on where, where people are looking at the team like, Oh man, we can't kick a field goal or, you know, we can't get this snap down or, so there's a lot of these operational issues that, that people go, that goes through people's mind and it's it's frustrating because you kind of want to be out of sight, you know, <laughs> out of mind in that process, and you want to continue to do that. And then that's you know, it just takes time and practice. And you, but you know, uh, for them, it's you're in the middle of the season, you don't have time, so you right. you, you know, you've got to get to that adjustment. And it's got to be now, 
and get it fixed or, you know, else they, they've got to, you know, do something else. And that's, that's every team because it, it is a business and, and the business of winning football games. Yeah. Cause that's something that I wondered too, you know, the Packers at the end of training camp is when they moved on from, um, God, I already forgot the punt, the uh, punter from last year, JK Scott moved on from him, brought in the, uh, Corey Bohorquez at the end of training camp. And I mean, how long did it take you, Tim, and Mason to get that operation down, you know, as well as you guys had it? Because it was something I thought of, too, because bringing them in so late, it's like, God, if you're going to make a move, you should have probably done it at the beginning of training camp to get all these guys accustomed to each other. But you know, how long does it take for that operation to turn into something smoother than what we've seen? Well, uh, I mean, uh, for me, it was it was immediate. I mean, you, you know, it's it was week one because – you know, you just go into it. So, like, when I got there in, in 08, you know, we they just actually cut John Ryan and and signed a new punter. So, so Mason actually got a new snap from a new punter going. Not We didn't have any practice, no preseason games together. Um, so, our first game of action was week one against the Vikings. Um, yeah. So, you know, so you've got to just – you've got to go with it. And then you think about the, the, the punters we went through. Matt Flynn at one point was holding field goals. Um, so – you've got to figure it out and you've got, you know, it's uh, for me, it's a deal. You're trying to throw a good snap you're throwing a good ball and you've you got to be consistent. And then at that point, when you get to that, then it's the holder's job to do the same thing. And then obviously the kicker's job to produce the points. So it's, but it's a, you're on a professional stage, you know, it's not a, you, you've done this before, you, you know, and then I don't know if there's a lot of emphasis in college. I know high school that, you know, a lot of teams are trying to just, you know, get snaps um, in, in a lot of places. Uh, but in college, you know, it, you look at those, not everybody's great at laces in there either. So they're not – guys aren't really accustomed to doing that. And, and you can still watch a ton of football games where, you know, laces are wherever, and you know, whatever type of snap, and, and the holder gets down because, you know, the holders get paid too. So it's a it's a full unit, and you but you've got to figure out how to do it, and you got to do it in 1.27 seconds. Yeah, that's something that uh, Maurice Drayton has brought up this year too, that 1.2 seconds thing because – I mean, it is so difficult. It's so, you know, it's, it's, we don't really think about it as fans, but it's such a bang, bang type thing where the ball has got to be there and, you know, right back down. Um, you mentioned it there talking about the laces too. When we talked one of the first times, you know, we were kind of, you know, it's not like we're experts on snapping or anything, but you had mentioned that, you know, it got down to the point where when you're snapping most of the time, the laces are out and we were like, you know, we were taken aback, like, oh, I didn't know it's, you know, that easy of a thing to do, or it eventually becomes easy to do. How often should the laces arrive to the holder out? Because from, I've listened to the special teams coordinator in his pressers and stuff, and there's been, obviously, with the struggles this year, we've heard about it a lot. How often should the laces arrive out for the holder? Well, on the professional stage, you know, being a snapper, I'd like to have it every time. So every time they weren't, then that's, you know, it's a bad snap, um, even though somebody else may not even think it. You know, you may even get a plus grade for location, you know, speed, spiral, and everything else. But for me personally, that's how, you know, you, I wanted to perfect it so much. I mean, even even to this day, it seems like every year in the off, like during the season, people want to, like, start snapping a football, you know, and so I'm still, it takes me about three snaps and then I can, you know, and it's about three snaps per person and I can work with them um, to try and get that process down. But it's just because muscle memory and I've done it for so long, you know, is the emphasis on, on getting those laces out as, as much as possible. And, 
Um, you know, I feel like I was very successful at it for most of the time, but was I perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but it's just, it takes a lot of time, a lot of work. And then, you know, you just got to throw the same ball once you figure it out every single time. Yeah, damn, I'm sure. Yeah, I wonder. I, I don't even want to ask, but I, I'm sure Crosby sent you those. God, I wish you were here. Uh, <laughs> text this nope, season. No, nope, no, never, no, nope, no. Nope, he didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, he that, he wouldn't throw anybody in the bus, and, and nobody yeah. would. I mean, it's a you know, you you wouldn't do that to a teammate, and then and I don't expect anybody to be doing that to you know across the league because and well, there are some play, people that do that, but the successful yeah. players and successful teams. Um, you know, it's an it's an all in mentality. It's a team effort, and, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, you just got to get it done. Okay, and another holder question. You know, I, I never thought I'd ever get this in depth with you know long snapping and everything. Uh, have you dealt with many holders that are inconsistent? You said you know your first your first game with the Packers, you know, is pretty automatic, but you did have a couple, you know, Jake Shum, J- Justin Vogel, Jeremy Kapanos, I believe, were all some other guys that you had as holders. One, do you find, you know, are there inconsistent holders? And two, something that I've wondered, do you, and maybe you wouldn't know, but is it tougher to be a lefty for a right-footed kicker? Because I'm wondering if that's a problem we've had this year where Corey Bajorquez is a left, a left-footed cooker, kicker. <laughs> I assume he's, you know, lefty for holds too. And do you think that would pose a problem for holding on kicks? Well, no, because it comes out of practice. I mean, you see, there's been guys across the league. I mean, even Sebastian Janikowski. Look at, you know, what's the difference of him being, you know, a lefty and a, and a right-footed punter? And, and so it's a, you know, at the end of the day, it's just it, it's your job. Um, yeah, there are some inconsistencies across the league. And you can see that certain, you know, certain game situations, weather, you know, conditions. Um, but for the most part, you know, everybody's good because you're keeping your job for performing. You know, you, again, you want not, nobody wants to talk about the field goal operation. Yeah. You know, they, they'd love to talk, you know, be the Monday morning quarterback and complain on how somebody did do something else and not really worry about the, you know, the operation of the special teams unit. And so uh, to, to answer your question on, on the guys that we had in, I, I feel like they were all, if they weren't like good when they came in, they had good work ethic. They understood the process and, and they got better really fast. Um, and it, it made working with them so enjoyable throughout, you know, throughout my career, all those guys, um, that, those are the memories because, you know, you know, Tim, we, Tim Mason and I had a really big connection for the longest time, but then the other times, I mean, it was really bouncing around holders almost yearly. And so you had to create a relationship with them quick and, and luckily, we were able to do that and, and had a ton of success doing it. All right, moving on. You've watched the team this year. Once again, I mean, it, we've been so blessed being Packer fans. How do you feel watching the games this year? It feels, a li- you know, we've been so successful the last few years, but I don't know, this year feels a little bit di- different with the defense and everything. How? What have you thought watching the team this year? It's been great. Uh, I agree. It's been great watching the defense be able to go out there and, and control the games and, and really just take over, uh, especially when the offense struggles. And that's what you want to see. You know, you, you obviously have a quarterback back there that can put up 40 points, but can't do that every game. And so when you're not able to do that and the defense is able to take over and, and you get victories in, in low-scoring games, it's something we haven't seen in a long time. And and I know that they've had, you know, they've been battling injuries and, and you know, not to, you know, to do what they've done on both sides of the ball with the, the amount of injuries they've had, that, that's a credit to the players you know, the communication level that they have and the coaching staff for, for getting those new guys prepared so quickly. Yeah, it does kind of, you know, feel like 
obviously, you know, the winning is much better this this year than it was then. But like 2010, you know, that team ended up being 10 and six. They obviously went on and went on that run. But they you guys dealt with a ton of injuries that year as well. And it's we're kind of getting that same vibe again. Almost. I mean, Rogers has said it even as well. Exactly. And when you get guys coming in off the street, they're hungry. You know, guys, they've been released. They're coming off a practice squad. They they at this point in the season, they've seen a lot of football games, whether they've got the phone call up or not. And, and so they're hungry. They want to do everything they can to to win and, and to, you know, not only trying to keep winning and win a Super Bowl, but to kind of solidify themselves in the NFL and get more than six games, you know, for a lot of these guys and, you know, on an active roster, they want to put that into an actual career. And now's the time to do it. You know, when you get your opportunity, you take advantage of it. And that's what you're seeing with, with the guys that, you know, weren't on the active 53 to start the season. And, and you see that across the league that the teams that continue to win, you know, everybody's de- de- deals with injuries. Some of them deal with them a lot more than others every year, but the ones that really can push forward and, and keep winning those games are a good core group of guys that are in that locker room, and then you've got a bunch of hungry guys that come in, and, and they do what they need to do to, to help the team. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, shoot, we've seen that, you know, you're talking about guys, you know, signing guys too. I mean, Devondre Campbell alone has, you know, he was someone who was kind of just signed off the street at the beginning of training camp. And, I mean, God, it, you know, we've talked so much about Zadarius Smith and Preston and everyone else who's, you know, helped the defense out recently, but no one's really turned the – team around quite like Devondre seems to have this year, just that physical presence right in the middle of the field. Absolutely. And it's been great to watch. And uh, again, credit to the players and the coaches for, for putting him in the right position. And and he's an athlete. I mean, that's, you don't get that opportunity without knowing, you know, football and having some football skills, but sometimes, you know, certain situations, they just don't work out. But um, so far he's been taking advantage of his situation and he's done extremely well. Um, I don't know what he's graded, you know, don't, don't watch that film. Um, but, but he's done, he's done well. He still continues to, to produce. And that's what you, you know, guys feed off of that, you know, because if he's producing the other guys, you know, I want something, I want to tackle, you know, I want to get in there and get a sack or, or vice versa on the offense side, you know, I want to get some score, you know, some the, the linemen want to run it and the and receivers want to catch it. So it's a, they all feed off each other and that, that makes for a really good football team. Yeah. And I mean, well, I got two more questions for you here. How do you, how how do you think the rest of the season is going to go here? At least the regular season. It's I was a little surprised myself that uh, we beat the Rams, but we've looked so good this year. How do you see the rest of the season shaping out? It, the NFC is tough. Um, yeah. I think home, home field is going to play a lot, especially with only one team getting a, you know, a bye week uh, this year for the first time. You know, the, the consistently we're moving with this. Um, format and so it's going to be tough getting through the playoffs but you know first thing is you, you continue the success as you are win the division and you know try and take care of that and then you're guaranteed a home game and you know you win a couple more along the way then then you might get up there to that second or first seed and, and keep it I mean, what I mean is um, but it, you know there's so many good teams I know we beat Arizona and, and you know Dallas is, is strong and, and and the Rams are a really good football team and so um, you know, balls bounce in a certain way, one way or the other, you know, each game's different. And I think you can see that across the league, week in and week out, certain teams, I mean, the Patriots ran the ball, you know, threw the ball three times last night and won a football game. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever it takes to win. And we're getting to that point now. Um, you know, now every, it, it's, it's about playoffs. It's about seeding. Um, and you want to start building that momentum to move into it. 
Right, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been saying, you know, on the podcast, this has all pretty much been preseason up until this point. Now it does seem like, okay, now it's getting real. It's once again, okay, now we just need a battle for, you know, that that number one spot. And again, with, with the team being kind of different this year too, with a much more, you know, put together defense, physical team, it's like, God, we were saying it last year, but once again, it's like, Having home field advantage, having making teams like the Cardinals and the Rams come back to Lambeau would be a huge, huge advantage this year, more so than I think over the last you know decade at least. It does, and you know, one, it's tough to to win at Lambeau Field for a visiting team. Green Bay has done a tremendous job of that. It's you know, full credit to the fans. It's a wonderful atmosphere. I love playing there. Um, you know, the tailgating scene beforehand. I mean, it's just it's a really great place to be at. And, you know, when you get the weather involved with it, they even they kind of get amped up a little bit more, which is even more exciting. So, you know, the games just get faster. And each week is going to get faster than the net, the the previous week. And when you can bring a team that is not used to I saw today it was minus one in Green Bay. So, you know, that's a big difference of 75 in sunny. So uh, it's a big difference and a big key. Uh, when you're playing that you get a home crowd and then, you know, you, you also put that cold factor in there as well. Absolutely. Um, this has been awesome. One last question, of course, I've got to ask it before, uh, before we're done with you here, you talk to him a little bit. You're obviously still buddies with them. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back next year? I, I don't even think that's in their mind right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I, knew, I, I knew you'd give us, give us that answer. <laughs> I'm good at cliches and doing what's right. You know, um, and it, it shouldn't be. It should be in, in his mind or, or the team management's mind right now because it, it's all about football. You know, you're trying to win a championship. That's that's where we're at, uh, you know, as Packer fans that, you know, we've been spoiled for so many years uh, that we've had a lot of interesting teams. A lot of teams have made the playoffs won a lot of NFC North uh, divisions. And so at that, when you start doing that consistently, you know, your next step, I mean, you, you've got to win the Super Bowl. You know, you, we're, we're not just trying to get in the playoffs. We, you know, we're expecting to get in the playoffs and we're expecting to compete for an NFC North title. And so, you know, you're also in, when you're doing that consistently, you're also expecting to, to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's what they're trying to do. And I, I think they're all hands in. Um, and, and the off season is a long off season. I think, Whatever happens, it'll make for, uh, you know, quite an experience with the media <laughs> yeah. and the fans. Um, but that's every offseason. That, that's with every team. That's, you know, it, it heightens up a little bit when obviously it's a, you know, a star like Aaron is. But at the end of the day, it's it's a business. And, and you know, it doesn't mean one side hates the other, you know, long term. It, some feelings might get hurt along the ways. Um, but I, I could, yeah, I, I could really could see it being 50, 50 where he comes back right. or, he, or, or management moves on. Um, and so I think that's just going to have to play out and, and kind of see what happens, you know, how the season finishes too. For sure. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to ask you again once, uh, once the season's over and we're actually in the, uh, in the off season, but, uh, it's been awesome, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. We were back. Uh, Excellent interview once again with Brett Good. Thank you, Mr. Good. He close he, personal friend. He makes it tough at times to get nuggets out of him. It's like, come on, just tell me. Tell me if you think Rogers is coming back. It's all <laughs> I, just give me a little nugget here. But awesome to have him on once again. But moving on to things just as important. The winter things draft. The winter things draft. So let's lay some ground rules. It's just <laughs> 
Base, I mean, the <laughs> rule number one, no rules. Yes, once again. But rule number two, it's like it, literally just anything winter-related. Could be non-football, could be yep. specifically for football, anything. I mean, this is a football podcast, so. At times, most of the time, but yes. right now we're going to, you know, take a pause and. No rules. Yeah, it's probably going to get weird. I mean, we have Hank on, obviously, this week, so it's we're well, going to have some interesting things to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, if football is life, life is football. And so, like, I think by that definition, no matter what we say, as long as we're living, football-inspired. Damn. <laughs> that's Perfect. Wow, that's a good Flaw, nugget. Flawless logic. <laughs> okay. So, we'll uh, we'll roll with that. We're going to go with... We're going to say three three to four picks. We'll see what we have on our big board. It's obviously kind of weird, so we'll have we'll decide once we get to round three. But we will go Kyle, then Hank, then me. Right. Kyle, why don't you start right. things off? Um, well, I mean, like I said, this is a football podcast, so I at least keep this one to football. Okay. And what winter signifies, the real, you know, the real bitch of winter, like the real gritty, you know, below zero temp winter yep. means meaningful football oh that's it meaningful f- meaningful okay. football i like you that. know you joke all the time that all of this is preseason and i agree to some extent but the january football is regular season football for the packers or just you know real meaningful football so very good yeah that's, that's a good my pick. number one overall pick yeah very good pick i did drop that with brett good too i was like yeah i've i've been saying it's preseason but now we're kind of getting into the regular season like, so you're absolutely you know, right because like on the surface january if you just kind of look at it it sucks like yeah the holidays are gone you know uh it, it's just bitterly cold it's 31 days long it just it just drags on but then you remember oh wait there's the wild card weekend divisional uh conference so then it's like okay this is this is okay it's the last thing you're really you know us living in the midwest what you're holding on to through the winter because yes after january and going through the playoffs you know the last thing you have holding on is football and then it's like you have the wild card round divisional round then you get to the championship week and it's like oh no there's only two games yeah. it's like you slowly lose it so yeah that's a, but that's then it's also pick. i also as packer fans it's kind of like a double-edged sword for us whereas january is more bearable because over our lifetime as fans they've mm-hmm. the packers have usually been playing in the month of january meaningful football and obviously a lot of conference championships but again the other edge of the sword is if they do lose in January, the right. sads, the sads are that much more amplified, and uh, the cold is that much more bitter. So, and we seem to always get tough. like the coldest day of the year. It seems like exactly. once the Packer season ends. But very good pick, Hank. What yeah. do you have? Yeah. So my one of my favorite things about winter is when the space heaters come out. Um, Ooh. and so Ooh, okay, like, and, yep. and let, yeah, just to kind of go off of that. So, yeah, the basement gets cold. Um, you know, the cement, the cement's not like, it's not necessarily, necessarily kind. Um, like the rug patches that I've kind of pieced together, right? Like eventually like the cracks in them, you know, like it's still like not good for bare feet. Um, and so like, but like space heaters, you know, they're, they're tough on the electric bill. Um, and so, you know, I have this deal with, uh, my neighbor, Mrs. Dolbazinski, um, and Great basically, game. basically, I always look forward to it because I shovel her driveway um, and then I run the cord, the space heater cord um, through the window um, <laughs> and and to her house. And like so she, like kind of it's kind of a good trade. 
Um, yeah. But I always look forward to hanging out with Mrs. Dobzinski, um, even though, like, you know, a lot of times she doesn't answer the door uh-huh. um, when I go to shovel um, and, and stuff like that. But the first time when it gets cold enough and I get to string that orange cord right through my window a to good her old, window. Yep, yep, extension cord. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, this is this is what it feels like to have a neighbor. Hell yeah, yeah, and it's you know a little thing there too. In the winter, you feel like you're on a little like a little trip. You know, you don't, le- going outside is less accessible with how cold it is. So you know, having that, it's like your own little hmm. little campsite inside. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's the same for Mrs. Dobzinski, but I know that you know I feel that connection, and it's um, you know I think it's more literal in the winter time than um, <laughs> okay. than the rest of the year round. That makes a lot of sense. That's shout a great out pick. Dobazinski. Yeah, big shout out to Ms. Dobazinski. Um, my first pick, I don't know, this is pretty pretty chalk pick here, maybe a little immature, but I've got to go with it anyways. You know, you just feel free when this happens, and I got to take it, and it's peeing in the snow. Mm. Um, don't Once again, I've said this a couple times this year, not to irk anyone, don't want to be sexist, but this is just something guys are better at than girls. <laughs> well, it's just an opinion I have. Uh, hunting season, especially out, out in the sticks, out at the hunting shack, you know, it's like 11 PM. You've had a few beers. You go outside, you look up at the stars and Mm. you look down, you start pissing. Maybe Mm. you'll write your name. Usually I'll do like the first letter and then it's like, okay, that's, that's enough of that. It's like a uh, second grader trying to learn cursive. (laughs) Yep. Some, something like that. Then, you know, have that piss go back in the shack, come back out later. It's like, ah, there's my piss from before. Yeah. You can piss right next to it. Well, another subtle detail is the se- the steam mm-hmm. off the stream. Ooh. The hot piss, the yeah. floor Ooh, hot piss. Duh. But yeah, it's it's one of the more Football pure things. One of the, one of the more pure things in life is going out. And it's like, I feel like that's how I rebalance. It's like, okay, I'm one with nature. Yes. I'm one with my pee. Yes. That's it. Pretty good pick. Wow. Number one overall pick, though. That's... Uh... All right. I mean, hey, you like you like your guys. You go get your guys. That's my draft philosophy. I've got like one A through one. I don't know. F. So okay. they're um, all they're F. all pretty interchangeable. Wow, you all have yeah. yes. We'll see. Okay. Kyle, what is your next pick? Um. So I'm gonna go. This I think this is my one non-football related pick on my big board, but I'm gonna go with it makes saunas feel better Mm. so i'm a finlander Mm -hmm. it's very deeply ingrained in our in our culture i think i'm literally genetically wired to just enjoy the hell out of saunas i think everyone should sauna because they're very good for you good for your immune system i do like saunas in your sauna yeah don't be disrespectful don't be disrespectful Mm, okay but i was uh i was at my cabin over thanksgiving and we have like a wood-fired sauna there um i sauna at my gym but it only gets it only gets up to like 155 degrees, which is really... And I'm sure it could get weird at times with but, the old men. Yeah, that too. I mean, usually no one talks, which is super peaceful. <laughs> um, I hate I hate when oh, they talk to me. H- Hank, you got something there? Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I'm catching on to why why no one really sticks around in the sauna <laughs> when I've been, you know... Yeah. Um, it's kind of so, some dots yeah, are starting to yeah, connect. Yeah, I'm like piecing the puzzles together. Okay, yeah. So. But uh, but yeah, I was out I was out at my cabin. We have a wood fired sauna there, and I just it's been a couple years since I was able to enjoy a sauna out there with the cold weather. Because yeah. you you go in there, we get it up to like 180 degrees, and then you go in for 15 minutes, and then you step out and get freezing cold again, 
And then I just did that for like an hour and a half straight, just yep. 15 in, 10 out, 15 in. And it just made it so much better. My, I felt like, I felt like a snake, you know, who like peeled their skin and uh. I got like a new, new set of skin. It was, uh, it's really good. So, um, yeah, that's, and if, if you're not a sauna person, then I guess just substitute hot tub with it, you know, same thing for, for yep. hot tubs. Yeah. So. That, God, I didn't think of that with hot tubs too, but yeah, that's something I thought about too, is cause we do have a sauna out at our hunting shack as well. And especially when you have some fresh powdery snow, it is fun to go in the sauna and then jump in the snow yes. and go back in. Very, yes. very cool. It's very good for you. Yeah. And I found out you don't wear the same thing that you'd wear to a sauna, to a hot tub. Mm. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, it's not not looked as kindly upon. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Hank, what is your second pick? Yeah. Um. So my second pick is like, and it, it doesn't start out like this, right? I think like everyone's a little holly jolly feel good especially kind of like thanksgiving they're looking to christmas right like um we're hanukkah or you know thank you the yes. holidays yeah um and then it's it's sometime around january where the days get gray um the world i mean we're like coming out of that really dark kind of like solstice mm. moment um and like everyone starts feeling just as bad as I feel usually. <laughs> and and so like it feels like really like the world has leveled the playing field. Okay. And like wow, that's, that's one thing I really like about winter is um that like everyone that's like kind of feeling good, happy in the summer, um, like it's like, No, no, you're human. Come back down. <laughs> You know, sit with me for a while. Missouri um, loves company. I yeah, you know, <laughs> like I feel like I'm walking around, and um, you know, I'm like, yeah, you see me now. <laughs> so, okay, so the pick is like everyone else's seasonal depression matching your Regular. overall. Well, just people feel as bad as they usually do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, you know, I like putting it that way as well. Okay, that's a very very good <laughs> pick. Yeah. When is the winter? Yeah. Like you can't hide behind your hard bodied shorts and like tank top you know what i mean yeah, like it's a poofy vest season. yeah yeah come out yeah the patagonia vest like <laughs> it looks good at first but after a while like you'll be in the high school sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is uh-huh that did jog my memory too it's like the days after the winter solstice too where days you know start getting longer again it's like ah oh, okay it's nice it's 4 30 and you can still see the sun a little bit yeah, but it also reminds you, you got a ways to go till June. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. that's true. Mm. All right, um, moving on, my second round pick. Now, this is something I think it uh, it applies here. Maybe it's more a little earlier, but something that I do love doing in the winter is eating chili with my mouth. Love chili. Mm. You can eat it from a cup, eat it from a bowl, eat yeah. it from a goblin, anything. Just, goblet. Just strictly, <laughs> you just strictly eat it with your mouth? Yeah, it's it's the most consumable way, the easiest right. way, streamlined way to do it. But I love chili. You know, throw it all in a crock pot. You ever tried snorting it before? Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds okay. really. Well, I'm just trying to think of other ways you would eat chili if not with your mouth. But okay, yeah, good pick. It's chili. It's my favorite way to do it. It's you know we're also in like chili contest season. We used to do that at work when we were going to the office. Mm. We've been working from home for a while. I did win the first couple, and it's kind of gone to shit since then. But it's chili, you know, contest season as well. Chili, a lot of fun. Chili contest seem, seems like a dangerous game because, I mean, there's so many ingredients in chili, is there not? And yeah. I guess, I don't know. I guess, 
That's a lot of trust in, in your coworkers that they didn't do something weird. You're absolutely right, yeah. yeah. And we've all seen the South Park episode, too, with and Scott then, Tenner. Yeah, then, oh, you, yeah. then you get a, like, a lot of people constituting, like, telling you what chili is. Oh, yeah. Um, like, like, does oh, it yeah, have beans it... or doesn't it have beans? Yeah, and I'm not a big like, bean guy. What? I'm not a big bean yeah, guy. Yeah, well, and so here's the thing about that. I did some research, and, right, like, there's, like, a Texas Federation of Chili. Is that right? Um, yeah, but it was, like, formed in, like, 1990, and their definition of chili is that it in- doesn't include beans, but it then doesn't? you can, you what? can, yeah, you can. Why does Texas get to decide this? <laughs> I don't know, but, like, then you can go and you can do research, and which I've, I've done, um, and you can find that, like, chili has been pretty much been, like, made by certain cultures with beans for thousands of years. Um, okay. But, you know, it's very... I mean, it's very much like Texas, and I'm sure there's going to be some people who mail in and be like, nope, chili does not have beans. It does not constitute it as chili. Um, And to that, I would say that history is not on your side. Mm. Um, (laughs) And this is coming from someone like, I don't even really like chili that much. Um, And you did research on it. I pegged you as a chili guy for some reason. No, I, I don't know. It's like anything I have to eat with a spoon that I can't like just force down with my hands. Like it's like it just it could it's, cool down. I don't have slurp it, uh, but like I don't have the patience for that. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like I, I don't mind chili. I think the old like at like, but I never crave it. Like it's never something okay. I'm, I'm like yeah. looking forward to. If it's there, I will eat it. Um, and I understand why people like it. Like I get it, you right. know, um, and I actually like aunt will make me, um, like aunt will make me make like my chili, um, that was passed down to me, um, familially. And, um, and I, like, I don't even really enjoy it. I don't know if like it's supposed to be good. Um, but like, it is one of the things, only things that she tells me is, is a good thing that I do. Um, and it's not even something that I like. So that oh, is, so aunt likes her chili. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because like, yeah, it's really ironic. You know, the one thing that she says I'm good at, you you don't enjoy yeah I it. don't even like about myself. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, here's a here's a philosophical follow up. Is chili a soup? Or what? I, and, and if not, what would it, a stew? Well, and see, like, well, I what's the difference yeah, between would, a stew and a soup? Yeah, I don't know. The color, the the beef content. Yeah, the thickness maybe. Yeah, soup, I, would, I I I picture more brothy. Right. You know, more more. Yeah, you can't have a brothy more loose, chili. more fluid. Yeah. Before we start this, I would like to also say to listeners that I was hyperbolizing when I said that chili, like, I don't know if it's been made for thousands of years, but it is like hundreds of years. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure, I think it's, I'm sure there's someone yelling at the radio yeah, right now like, saying, mm, yeah, I'm, um, I, I, I would probably classify chili as, I don't know, like even like stew, like it's probably its own thing. Yeah, you know? that's where I'm at. You too. got yeah. soup, you got stew, and you got chili. I I really have a vendetta against like soup and salad, um, and really like Shocking. my vendetta against soup and salad are that like they should never be their own meal. Um, but like yeah. I, you know, Agreed. like it, like, and that's what pisses me off. It uh-huh. pisses me the hell off when someone tries to give me that for the whole meal. But what if it's and, like Olive Garden, all you can eat? Soup um, and salad? yeah, I mean that's great, but you can get that with a meal. Yeah, that's you know. True. Um, and like, uh, honestly, if I'm like at Olive Garden, I probably already am having a pretty shitty day. So why not <laughs> yeah. just throw, throw, throw more shit on it. Pasta, yeah. Um, but like breadsticks, I would consider like breadsticks. Like I could fill up on breadsticks. You okay. Know? Oh, for sure. I do. Um, I do like breadsticks, but 
But yeah, like chili, I understand why people would want to eat chili as its own meal. Like that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, that was my chili talk. That was my pick. And it's like Hank knew. I don't think you talked at all. I didn't even talk at all. I've, I've got more to say. And it's like, I don't know how long we want to talk about chili. I was just going to say, you know, sour cream and cheese is very important as well. I think everyone's seen the little graphics of like black coffee to heavy creamed coffee. And you almost have that with chili too. Cause I've, the older I've gotten, it's kind of like that salsa thing, too, with a little bit when you're a kid. And the older you get, you get more salsa. It's like, I want more sour cream in my chili the older I've gotten. But, uh, yes, <laughs> I think. Good bit there on chili, Kyle. What is your uh, third pick? My third and final pick. I'm running out of out of things I enjoy about oh, winter. Come on. Um, I guess we'll have honorable mentions, but yes. Okay. And so back to football. And a lot of people complain about it you know, getting dark super early in the winter. And I, for the most part, I don't love it. I mean, I don't necessarily hate it either. I mean, I hate it by the time it's, you know, January 23rd. Um, but anyways, my pick is that it's it's dark after the first quarter of a 3.30 game. Yes. I just, because it feels like then you're in like a primetime game and then, you know, the game ends and it's like, oh, it's only 7.30. I still have a whole... Yeah, to to hang out, but I just like the I like when it's dark in the second quarter, and we kind of touched on that not exactly, but when we talked about the NFC Championship game last year at Lambeau, mm. just how it was like that eerie feeling because we're not used to the lighting being like that for a Packer game at yeah, Lambeau. like there wasn't a cloud in the sky, and yeah, then it was, yeah, it was like pretty much dark by halftime it was foreshadowing what was to come but yes yeah that's that's a good pick i like that you know it's very important with the football game too nothing uh the bright lights of lambo really you know makes it real absolutely oh uh, and that it adds you know i like the uh the seeing the breath easier of the fans and the and the players love that i remember very early in my packer watching days i forgot who we were playing maybe like the falcons or something and John Madden might have even been the commentator for that game. And it was late November, early December, I think. And they went to the sideline and there was some bald dude on the Packers. And you could see the steam coming from his forehead. And they were like, ah, there's the first steam forehead of the year. And I'm like, oh, so that's a thing. And I haven't really seen them ever mention it since then. But that's been, you know, crammed in my brain ever since. It's so amazing to be that warm and still, you know, emit (laughs) steam like that. Like you... That had to have been a pretty hefty dude, huh? It was, yeah. It, it might have been like Cletius Hunt or... Um, oh, uh, I thought you were talking about a fan. No, 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 no. Oh Sorry. My, I was, no, I was a, a fan's player on head the was steaming in the <laughs> yeah. stands. I was like, how does he stay warm that <laughs> long? He probably just ate some chili and popped the top <laughs> yeah. off. That's what it was. Okay, but it, the, it being a player makes it a, okay. make yes. a lot more sense. I Yes, I agree. Hank, what is your third and final pick of this draft? Yeah, I would say bare bodies back, right? Like I like around hmm. it it happens around the first frost. You say bare bodies? Bare bodies back. Bare bodies yeah, back. Yeah, and so it happens around the first frost, but like all of a sudden like you know, I start getting cravings around 7 p.m. again for food. <laughs> like and like savory food, not sweets, but stuff that's heavy, you know? Um stuff that like sits in the gut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's always hard when it's still warm around, like, you know, when it gets warm again, it's like, I'm packing my face mm. and it's like, my body knows it's that time of the year. Um, it, like it needs to, it needs to have those calories to keep warm, mm-hmm. um, and continue to help the self-esteem. 
and and so yeah like i would say just like you know those really hearty meals that like maybe i don't crave in the summer like hot dish mm. um chili you know <laughs> yeah no that makes sense um i like, guess maybe but yeah. like and not just like dinner time but i'm talking breakfast and lunch like breakfast and lunch are back Ooh. on the table and like yes. not just not like quick go but like i'm you know like i will be in the kitchen for a good hour to make sure that i can feel something after and so like that is yeah like i would just say that like I'm, I am, you know, kind of packing up for a hibernation that never mm. comes. Um, yes. but like, nonetheless, like I, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting ready for that cold. Good. Yeah, Your body's good back. I like it. It is, you know, it is that hibernation season where I think halfway through the winter, we're like, I mean, it's winter. What else am I going to do? I'm going to eat more than normal. And mm -hmm. once spring comes, then I'll tell myself I'm going to eat better or start running. And then, you know, that doesn't really end up happening but yeah very good pick you know you got to get big for winter that's what uh the squirrels this time of year that's right awfully chubby awfully plump yeah love it all right my final pick god i've got a couple here kind of between Ooh, most take your time most very juvenile very i guess important. we'll get to them in the honorable mentions either way you know i think this will look good on the graphic i'm going to go with finding your ice scraper underneath your shotgun seat in your car after the first uh, snowfall, mm. I think we all have that little anxiety, uh, us who live up north, where it does get colder. Like, oh, shit, do I have my ice scraper yeah. in here? Am I going to find it or am I going to have to use my elbow or something else to wipe off my car? But then you reach down there, find that little piece of plastic, scoop it up, go out. And it's almost fun the first snowfall of the year, too, where it's more but of a powdery snow. It. Yeah, Just literally. The, the, the first one and then that's Yeah, it. it's like, yeah, oh, this is cool. And then later on, you know, it'll be like 7 a.m. You're already running late for work or something. You're, it's like, oh, shit, you got the snow on top and then the harder snow underneath oh. that you got to use the blade for to get off the glass. That sounds bad. But, you know, having that ice scraper is very important. And that relief of finding it right away is huge. Yeah. I like that. Good pick. yeah. And like low key in the front seat, you know, like absolutely. Like I couldn't find mine the other day and it was in my trunk. And I like almost I almost fell in my trunk. It was way in the back. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was digging in. And like when I start leaning forward and get off the ground, it's hard to get back down. Um, mm -hmm. And so and like also. Like it, it so rarely happens because you only get it that that first time once a year, right? Yeah. Like, so is it like the front seat first time? The odds of that happening, like, like I, I just I understand. Like, it makes so much sense to me. It's part so like laziness as well, where it's like, you know, you, I could bring it back to my trunk or something, you know, just to get out of the way. But it usually eventually just gets kicked down underneath. This. Right. Like, I don't put it there. It eventually ends up. Just makes its way there. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, great draft. Honorable mentions. Kyle, do you have any, uh, any I other? I just had one. I literally had a big board of four because <laughs> uh, I was, I mean, I mean, God, I, what, what, what's good about winter? You I'll know? tell you when we but, get to it. Um, my last one would just be home field advantage. Yeah. For the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, they, they don't call it frozen tundra for nothing. Ooh. And, yeah. Uh, we could have just done that too, huh? And yeah, teams. teams <laughs> the freezing hate, of the tundra. Yeah. Players, players hate playing in the cold. And uh, I like to think that the Packers are, you know, accustomed to it and acclimated, acclimated to it. But. And again, a team from Florida came in last year. And yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, well, it wasn't even that cold that day. It, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that cold. Yeah, I guess you could tell us you were there. Were you? you were, yeah, you were there. 
you know, pain. Hank, do you have any honorable mentions? Pain. Yeah, I do. So I was just going to say. I feel like, like I might regret yeah, asking. Yeah, you, you might. Uh, so, <laughs> so coffee feels better, right? Yep. Like, yep. That's a, yeah. That should have been in your top three. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, it's just, yeah, it just like, I don't know, like it works more in the like winter. In you your know? bones. You feel yeah. it moving through you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And like my brain, like my brain just reacts a little better to yes. it, you know? Um, it's okay. Next would be it's uncle's least favorite time of year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But does, does that have like, is there a trickle down effect? So he's more rude to you? Uh, we haven't been, I mean, we like, we just, I've been, I've been avoiding him quite okay. a bit lately. Okay. So um, we've been not really been seeing each other much. Okay. That's good, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not just bad. like stay in the basement when he's, you know, in bed, like. You know, I'll just I'll that's when I'll make I'll eat around him. Right. You okay. Know? So like, <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's very early and very late. Um, and then when whenever he does decide to work, whole gotcha. Other thing. Yeah, healthy um, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing is like the carts slide easier. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can get like a little bit of drift um, with the cart <laughs> pusher, but like they slide easier into that kind of like double door hole. Um, my next one is it's always lighter. You know when it's darkest. It's always it's always easier to see the light. Ah, uh, there we are, um, getting deep on us again. Yep. And then nice. my last one would be like December movies, right? Um, so like specifically Ooh. December seventeenth through twentieth, right? Like we get like <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Oftentimes, like those are all December movies, right? Yeah. Um, and so like from early on, like December movies really mattered. Um, recently the Star Wars movies have been in December. Um, which. Yeah. They used to be that. Good. That was I think I think episodes one through three were May releases, um, if I remember correctly. Um, I was but a child. Yeah, yeah, they were formative years. <laughs> um, and then like also then I mean like I like this year like Spider Man No Way Home next week right? Mm-hmm. Um, big I think like okay. these big movies. Um, also now Mandalorian comes Sorry, out in December. Truth? Okay. Um, yeah but we're just gonna go out the blockbuster hits that are coming out this year well i like it because you know when you think (laughs) you think december winter movies only only the blockbusters yeah i was like i was thinking like oh jim carrey's the grinch (laughs) love that one but but, will ferrell's elf love that i I would say but like going well the movie theaters in december then there are some dark days in january yeah those movies you don't go to and um that's why it's an honorable mention because it's not all the way through pretty good yeah that's good um a couple here this is the one i have a couple that were just off my my board uh you kind of hinted at it with the carts drifting and driving obviously when you're doing it on purpose uh especially back in the day i don't know if they if uh smaller sedans still have the e-brake that's a handle right in the center council there but that's fun especially you know growing up in superior more residential roads we have around here going around corners pulling the e-brake and just sliding around that's a lot of fun you know tokyo drifting um, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Yeah, big R.I.P. I've never watched any of those movies. Um, what? That I, feels impossible. Even I've seen some of the Fast and Furious. They're just so. They're just so. I mean, not a dumb. single one. That seems. I watched. I remember on like TNT or something. I was watching part of the first one when they're like. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It started from their. Dealing like DVD players. Oh, to and now they're like you know, literally going, going to, to space. Mars or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it's one of those where I've seen how it's so progressed. It's like one. 
no, I've seen how it's progressed just oh. with like the trailers and everything, and it's like I just I'm not out. seeing I, even one. Just seems. Yeah, I'm I not guess, a big. I'm not yeah. a big race car guy. I, I've only. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen one in Tokyo Drift, which was that three or four. I don't four. know. Yeah, I've only seen those two. Um, I will say about the Fast and Furious movies, I appreciate the commitment to the bit. Yes. Um, but I will. I just don't like. I'm not a huge car guy. I know, like that was why the you know I think the working at the car wash was always pretty hard. <laughs> not a big car guy. Okay. Um, but if you are a car guy and you like the Fast and Furious, I. I appreciate you. It, I remember hearing before too on uh, the "How Did This Get Made" podcast, they would talk about all the uh, all those movies too. And in the contracts for all the lead actors, Vin Diesel and them, they have it written that they will never lose a fight when they fight each other. Every time they fight each other in those movies, it comes out as a draw. No one is allowed <laughs> to lose. Like it's so hearing that shit, I'm like, I I don't want to sign up for ego this. is a hell of a drug. Absolutely. Um, moving on. Wearing wool socks. I'm wearing them right Ooh. now. There's really two seasons for me. Pretty it's good. ankle socks and shorts. And then at some time, you know, in October or so, it goes on to like long socks, wool socks, and jeans for the most part. Um, something else, keeping your beer cold outside, Ooh, out yeah, on the deck. What? Or even even sometimes, you know, you'll go to the liquor store, get some beer, maybe forget about it. If it's not too cold, you'll be like, oh, my God, That's my beer is cold right now. a massive omission on all three of us. That should have been a top nine pick, just cool. the outside being your fridge. That, yeah. wow. Well, yes. And unlimited, uh, unlimited freezer space. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And even like, you know, the entryway of some places that are yes. a little colder. Too. Damn it. That's front, such front a porch good sodas. one. That's actually one thing that's actually good about winter mm-hmm. one of the very Damn. few yes and just drinking outside sometimes too um watching people <laughs> watching people slip and fall excluding the elderly and people who have serious injuries after the falls there's that one viral video good, a couple of years good, ago uh, of like that dad outside of school waiting for his kid to come to to his minivan and there's this patch of ice and he was just sitting there laughing push, his ass push. off kids just good disclaimer know, good disclaimer there uh, pond hockey. I like playing pond hockey in the winter, mm. even though I'm bad it's at a, it's it. It's a football podcast. Yep. Ice, ice fishing. Ice fishing is a lot of fun to get to run out there and mm. not be stuck on a boat. Um, snowmobarding. Last thing, snowmobarding when I was young, Snowmobo- younger. Oh, you get a snowmobile, snowboard, tow rope, and growing up next to Cooper School, we'd go out in nice. the field there. Yeah, the snowmobile drive in a really small circle, and if you're on the back, you just Whoosh. lean back and you are fucking cruising. If you <laughs> if you stumble, you are rolling for a while, and it does not feel good. Yes, I, Hank? I do have one more. Okay, like, I think I think one underrated thing about winter is we get like the coolest guys ever in winter which are snowboarders and i could never do but like just yeah like name something that's like even close to cooler than snowboarding like those goggles like goggles yeah besides that (laughs) but like those snowboarding goggles are the coolest fucking goggles ever true yeah and shit we saw a lot of that too growing up in superior with uh duluth right across the lake with uh old spirit mountain a lot of a lot of snowboarders there i tried that before Big shout out to uh, B2B Data Guy's brother. I remember my 12th birthday, we went to Spirit Mountain, and I was all excited. And then his brother, who I was really good friends with, shattered his leg the first hill he went down. So that was a lot of fun. Shout out to Alex. Um, But yeah, with that, uh, shoot. (laughs) Right, you know, very seamless transition here. Winter draft onto the preview of the Bears game. We were playing the Chicago Bears. I think on... I won that draft, by the way. Oh, we'll see. We'll put a graphic out there. Mm-hmm. Do we need a? We don't need a recap. You guys know what we all had, right? Yeah. yeah well, just in case the listener lost, go ahead. What were your three picks? My three picks were uh, 
in the first round, peeing outside. Then I had eating chili. And then I said, finding your ice scraper right away after the first snowfall. I was meaningful football, make saunas feel better. And it's dark in the second quarter of a 3.30 o'clock game. Yeah. Uh, space heaters that reignite uh, Mrs. Dobozinski's and I's relationship. <laughs> um, people feel as bad as I usually do. Um, bear body is back. Bear body's back. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. When you said bear body, I was. It's like what? What form of bear are we talking about here? But speaking of bears, there the we go. Bear. Oh my god, there we go. Uh, the Bears preview. We were playing on Sunday Night Football. I saw someone tweet this out too, like a national football guy, uh, national national football guy. He's like, how come? Why every year we get a Sunday Night Bears Packers game and they always suck? And I'm like. Good point. Yeah, because it's usually the Packers blowing out the uh, Bears, or it is a good game. You know, we had the Mani game a couple of years ago, but yeah, it does seem like we have a Sunday night football game just about every single year. Love it. Seven twenty kickoff. NBC, obviously, the best coverage that you have for football. Bears are four and eight and not good. Packers are currently twelve and a half favorites. No rounder of forty three and a half, which is pretty pretty low. Um, eh. Not with that Bears offense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and speaking of that, the Bears are ninth in rushing yards, 32nd in passing yards, 30th in points, and 31st in sacks allowed. Justin Fields it was announced on uh, Wednesday that he will start uh, after Dalton had that the last couple of weeks. Uh, David Montgomery is the running back. He's pretty banged up. Did you see that on the injury report, too? He's got, like, a groin he's got like three different injuries going on after a big game against the Rams last week where he had over 100 yards but mm. he's a good back averaging 4.2 yards a carry this year uh Darnell Mooney is their leading receiver with guess how many yards Mooney has on the season mm, 732 did you look 721 yards this year yeah Wow, I, I was just surprised that just... anyone on that offense has that many yards oh well because I mean god you look at the the NFL is it's just wild. Like you look at the top receivers and their yardage, it's insane. Well, like Cooper Cup, doesn't that, he have like fourteen hundred yards yeah, already? It's stupid. It's just like stupid. holy shit. Yeah. Uh speaking of stupid things too, Allen Robinson, he's been out the last couple of games, but it looks like he'll be back. He did practice mm. today, so you know, that's you almost feel bad for him, but God, it's like we've been saying that the last few years that he picked playing with the Bears instead of the Packers. Yeah, hey, I yeah. no sympathy. Yeah. Hank? I mean, he's still cashing checks, so we'll get to the defense. I realize I'm just <laughs> okay, interrupting okay, you. Okay, <laughs> moving on to the defense. Yep, uh, the Bears are fifth in passing yards, 21st in rushing yards, 20th in points, and second in sacks. Hmm. However, speaking of that, Khalil Mack is uh, out for the rest of the year. Yeah, that was yeah. he's been out for a few weeks now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but Robert Quinn is having still a great there. year for them. Yep. He's got 11 sacks, and Raquan Smith is still on the defense. And Akeem Hicks was practicing today, too, and he's been kind of a monster for them the last few years. But, yeah, that's uh, that's it. There, there was that weird report two weeks ago, too, or before Thanksgiving, where it's that same guy. I forgot his name. But it's like the, le he's like the least reliable dude you can have for, for like, bringing up new breaking stories and shit. Because he's the same guy who said Odell Beckham Jr., wasn't impressed with like like the Packers weren't really trying to sign him. He's the one who kind of started oh, that. Oh yeah, and then he was the one that started that whole rumor that Nagy was going to get fired after the Thanksgiving game. Or, yeah, he said like multiple players, uh, you know, don't are want him. Don't yeah. want him. It's like he's really. I think he's just saying shit because really it's because it's no shit stuff. Like really sad. Yeah, he's a bad coach. You don't have to source that. <laughs> 
Did he? Didn't they say that that like release came out before the game to like galvanize the locker room? I'm sure they spun it into that. Probably. That was that was like the funniest saddest thing like ima- imagine yeah then they like, eke ima- out a win against the lions well, yeah. yeah what <laughs> for sure imagine being Nagy and having to say that you're gonna get fired <laughs> your rumors team. are not true yeah. fellas yeah and yeah. then to only beat the lions by two two well that's two more than the vikings beat them by <laughs> yeah true um yeah, I don't know. I just, I just hate this fake information shit once again. Where it's like, yeah, no shit. Because, well, like, like, yeah, like you said, it's probably like you probably just put that out there because it's something that, like, if the Bears would have lost, would have been a very realistic scenario that Nagy gets fired. But then again, like, how is Zimmer? Like, why, why are they still? Like, I don't know. Why, I mean, why, why, like, why is Zimmer still employed? You know? Yeah, like, I just feel like there, there's just. Uh, we're we're such like, a like n- needing stuff to happen right now too like it's so quickly because zimmer was fired like week four True. too you know and, and they, and yeah they went on a run but like i just feel like the writing has been on the wall for him for a couple years now for and zimmer or nagy for zimmer and yeah i mean for, last yeah, year i mean maybe not that long but i mean at least last year for for I sure lo- i love him i hope there's no there's nothing more and honestly mike florio has been on this too but I wish uh, Cousins and Zimmer would be locked up forever because yes. they are perennial eight and eight, yes. you know, nine win, ten win teams, and they're not going to win more than a game in the playoffs. So I I love it, and it's just like perfect for the Vikings, right? Because they're just not bold enough to do anything or like make any real like yes decision that's going to like turn their franchise around. Mm-hmm. You know, like as soon as the Packers stuff was going bad, like they let go of my, like I know it took a while, like but it's similar because it took a while for us to let go of McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But like mm. we still decided to fire him mid season. Yep. You know, where it's like the Vikings are like like well we're just gonna like you know, I don't know, give up. Yeah, like it's, it's like, just like kinda like I, I don't know. It just feels like giving up. And I know we didn't make the playoffs that season. Like everything about the Vikings just feels like hemming and hawing until depression. Yeah, I love it. Wow, that, that's what's so that's great. really well said because yeah, like I feel like firing him is a way to sort of signify that all right, this season's over. Let's see our young guys perform. But they're they're kind of yeah, hemming and hawing and be like, oh, we can maybe sneak in as a seven seed. Which I mean, they they could statistic or mathematically, they definitely yeah. could. But like, I if hope they get they the seven seed and they play the two seed. It'd be you know either Arizona or us, and it's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it too. And the thing with the Bears, why it was kind of news last week too, is because they've never fired a coach in season. The Bears haven't. Yeah, they oh, haven't in the history God. of this. See, of the and franchise. that's another probably like pride thing from the ownership group that it's like, no, this is our guy, and he's gonna stick through the season. Imagine being prideful about. Being the owner of the Bears, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Rogers is zing. Ooh, that was that was pretty good. Nice, I, nice. I don't. I still have a st- soft spot for the Bears because most other franchises, you know, you look at the Cowboys and you know it's these billionaire owners oh, and they've their wealth. Usually, other teams, their wealth or owners 
it's like you know Jerry Jones is like an oil God, company that or whatever. Would it's suck all over the place. To be the head coach of the Cowboys. The Bears, that family, it's literally all their money is tied up into the Bears. So that's all that they really have. And with the whole oh wow negotiating like a new stadium Arlington or whatever Park is going whatever. on, yeah. yeah. So like, it's I don't know, the the Bears did save the Packers back in like the 30s and shit to literally save. If the Bears weren't around, the Packers might be I think around right now. That so on yeah. one of your oh, I've been meaning to bring that up. I really miss your little uh. Tidbits. Little tidbits. tidbits. Yeah, that's what, what happened, happened to those. Well, you know, you used to have all these little good tidbits. I mean, I could still have tidbits, but when I've already said a titty bit, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to bring it back up for people. But now, I mean, God, it's yeah. season three. I doubt everyone I mean, who's I'm listening now is to before. a stack of media guides that it's I just got to be chock full of tidbits. Yeah, I still need to get another one. I, well, that's the thing because uh, the one of the first episodes we had this year too, I had a bunch of tidbits. It was the uh, first one after the draft. I had a bunch of tidbits, and then I accidentally deleted them somehow. Uh, do, so. do you want a failed tidbit? It's a Hank Tangent connection. Okay. Yeah, you, you talked. You brought up the Dallas Cowboys billionaire owners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know where Jerry Jones is from? No. Do you know which state? Idaho. Wyoming. Arkansas. Oh. Who else is from Arkansas? Mr. Bragood. Yeah. Yep. There we go. All right. That wow. is a good go. connection. Tied it all together. And I guess we did start this conversation off talking about the Packers-Bears game. Kyle, what are your predictions oh. for this? Oh, let, let me say something else, too. We have a bunch of injuries. Jair was practicing today. I guess we haven't really talked about the Packers at all this well, week. I like, I like when you you know, you know say, all right, what are your general thoughts on the game? And then we kind of yeah. bounce off each other. What okay. are your general thoughts on the game, Spence? Okay, I'll, I'll put this out there. One, Randall Cobb. Ah, this doesn't sound very good. It said core on the injury report. Right. And it was originally a groin injury and now it's a core injury, which core is never good. I, I feel like it's 50, 50 if we're seeing Randall Cobb again this year at that point. Cause 'cause core is like a lot. It's like a big groin up to your core. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's not just like your abdomen, you know, and he's already been declared out. So that is not. Oh, he has been. I believe so. That's what I saw on Twitter today. So. There's that. Uh, Jair did practice today individually, so it's starting the 21 mm, days where he'll exciting. have to be activated. Still no Bach. Still no Bach. 21 days of Jair miss. <laughs> yeah, nice. we'll have to get the Hank miss after this. Still too. no uh, Z. Z. But we'll see everyone else. Uh, we're pretty healthy. Kevin King and Malik Taylor were practicing today, too. Nice. It, it was pretty much just Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb and um, David Bakhtiari. Jordan Love on the Jordan Love COVID has COVID. Uh, Devondre Campbell who I don't care, whatever, is unvaccinated. So we'll see on Fridays mm. when he could be activated. So that's kind of a big if, too. I don't so need... Friday is his is his 10th day or yes. 11th day, I guess. Yeah. So they'll bring him in, and as long as he's not showing symptoms or whatever, then he'll be able to play okay. on Sunday. Yeah, so let's, let's hope for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kyle, I don't know. Do you want me to keep going with my thoughts? On... Um, I'll, I'll go with my thoughts. I okay. just, like, you know, you love, you love Bears-Packers week, but... Like, I don't know. I just like, uh, I don't like how assumed this week is. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. And that's kind of making me not get that up for it, I guess, for lack of a better term, just because like the division, I mean, the division is virtually, I guess, you know what? No, that's my reason to get up. We fucking need that one seed. That's right. So every single game is is very important. There's that, and we know. forgot to mention this too. Vikings play the Steelers on Thursday night. If the Vikings lose that game, the Packers win on Sunday, we will win the NFC North. Which we'll is, have the God, Unreal. Is... Stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. We'll we'll have to research what the, the earliest they've clinched before. 
because this has got to be this has got to be up there. And now with the added uh, week this year too, it's I, I guess I don't know if that would push it forward. Uh, I guess uh, an extra game. No, because I mean the time is like when it's clinched is when it's clinched. This was the weekend. Um, I believe it was this week that we clinched the NFC North last year too. So oh. we shall see, huh. or okay. if not this week, the week after. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel I feel good about this game. Like I'm super excited. But yeah. I, yeah, the way you the way you usually when in a game is this assumed, it makes me nervous, but I'm not there. Yeah. I'm like I just don't like how it's assumed just cuz so now I'm like almost lacking excitement. We'll know like after the first drive or so cuz it's it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be Ooh, oh shit, it was too cuz I think we've had a couple uh, even with Trubisky, we had some really down to the wire games I think where you got pissed off at me where I was like I'm not worried at all yeah. even though we were up like one score with, you know, 2 minutes left and they were driving. But it's either going to be that where it's close in an NFC North game, low scoring, close whatever, or it'll be like ah, maybe we're going to get Matt Nagy fired after yeah. this game and the team's going to slowly give up the but Bears even, and I mean even with a slow start I I won't be nervous just cuz it's in Lambeau. Yeah. Like if it was in Chicago. Yeah be one thing but even if the bears somehow go out score seven on their first drive packers go three and out i i, I won't be too worried until like towards the end of the third quarter if it's still a close game then i'll be like all right what's going on here for sure uh hank do you have any thoughts on this game yeah i i like i'm not i'm not nervous i uh and i think i'd be if this wasn't a, the week after the bye week i'd be like kind of bored by this game you know <laughs> Right. Um, that, honestly, yeah. that's a good like because yeah. the fact that it's the week after the bye week, I'm super excited because it's like all right, Packers football. But we are so spoiled. Yeah. We really like <laughs> we are so incredibly spoiled. Yeah. And, but I will say, like, I think the fact that it is the week after the bye week makes me like a little more apprehensive to like just write it off right away. Um, hmm. just because like I mean I know it's like rest, but I've also seen the Packers like slow start a lot this year mm-hmm. and um, like the first like, quarter like the year yeah the yeah first, yeah first game yeah so like i could see it starting off pretty slow yep um there's only one man that's really gonna change that whether or not it starts slow or not um and that's matt lafleur oh. and deciding if he's gonna let aj dylan <laughs> okay. touch the ball like at least nine times that first drive Ooh. yeah shoot aaron jones should be all healthy a full go too so it'll be interesting to see how it's they use both for of aaron them. jones right now we need a big boy <laughs> yeah. all right kyle what is your score prediction for this game um yeah i i'm i'm not too worried about this game at all 13 point spread i think they'll cover that handsomely um i'm gonna go 31-13. Just a just a classic Packers beatdown. Don't ever ask me that type of shit again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in the 3 years I don't think you've picked yeah, you haven't picked the Packers. And I never will. Okay. Very very cool. Unbiased. I did once, but I like, I still kind of regret it. Yeah, and I I'll never never forgive you. I have That's no regrets. Fair. Uh I have a football score as well. I have the Packers winning 28 to 13. I don't remember if that's what I had for the first matchup between them, but that's just those are ugly numbers. It just makes sense. No field goals like this. Like Bears week. scoring 13 points on Sunday night. It makes <laughs> perfect right. sense. Yeah. It that is a Bears football number. Uh Hank, what is your prediction? 24 to 9. Ooh, Ooh, even I an, like that. an even uglier number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that going to be a touchdown and a safety? Three field goals. Three field goals. Okay. Yeah, it sure. makes a lot more sense. Actually, probably for, a lot better. And for you us know too. what? It's going to be. It's going to be like. Uh, it's 
going to be like 24-6 in like late in the fourth quarter. And Nagy's going to trot out the the field goal team. For sure. I can't wait. All right, Kyle, what is your bold prediction? Ooh. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Justin Fields is back. Mm -hmm. And he's going to learn quickly what his next, uh, we'll say, mm, four years in Lambeau are going to look like because I don't. I think it's going to be the same thing with Trubisky where they're going to realize he's not the guy, not sign him again. And uh, it's going to be a little rookie-on-rookie crime. Mm-mm-mm. Eric Stokes is healthy, right? Yes. Okay. Eric Stokes. Two picks. Two picks. Very good. Okay. I like rookie that. Rookie-on-rookie crime. That's I, yeah, go, I like going with the rookie there. I was wondering if you're going to go with Darnell Savage, um, you know, getting that monkey off his back and actually, actually getting a couple catching of, the football <laughs> actually catching a couple of them yeah did you see that f- i hate this Uh-oh. i hate myself oh did you see that tweet today <laughs> which one some bears guy a writer or something he tweeted out and this is once again just poverty franchise shit yes <clears throat> he tweeted i hope this happens on sunday it's some something along the lines of justin fields marches down for a go-ahead touchdown to put the bears up and they eventually win and after he scores the touchdown he looks at the fans and says I'm going to own you for the next 10 years. Oh. And it had like <laughs> thousands of likes and hundreds of retweets and shit. And it's like, what a sad ass franchise that oh. you need. You need to hold on to a fantasy fan land fiction <laughs> to make you happy. I mean, literal football fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. and those amazing. are like worse fan fiction than the Rogers book. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> like it was egregious enough that Rogers said the I own you thing. Like it was great, oh but so God. like How weird for a football player for that to happen to but for like a rookie once again we'll reiterate just how lucky we are as Packer fans that we've never we've never even come close to entertaining the thought of writing some fan fiction like that that (laughs) is just I mean you are in the basement of your fandom sad Wow, that I mean, I'm not. I don't even like. I'll have to. Yeah, like, I'll have to of course, I'm like laughing at that, but I also like pity it in a way. Like, wow, that is poverty franchise. Uh, my bold prediction. So, Kyle, I hope you've got some some room Uh-oh. on there. Uh, I'm kind of down bad this week. It, it seems to be this might be our last year in this dynasty league that we've had for since high school. Oh, and I once again, as always, I've never missed the playoffs. I've limped in once again. Adam Thielen, unfortunately, is one of my receivers. Unfortunately, because one, he's a Viking. Two, he is hurt. But I have someone on the bench, so I'm going to make it my bold prediction. Uh, choo-choo, I have MVS having a 70-plus 70, 70 yard touchdown. Ooh. I'm going to need it. And choo-choo. It's, MVS is slowly getting back in the offense here. I don't, you know, there's only two options now. He's either going to do nothing or he's going to have 162 yards something like catches. that so gonna, that's that's what i'm going with he's gonna turn that safety into a little shreddy jackson Ooh, <laughs> shreddy jackson yeah, i love it still missing mr oh, adrian i like my bold prediction <laughs> here we go okay hank what is your bold prediction yeah okay um so I I was going to go with AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. right? Um, because like it's really? just been good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I still like this was gonna like I guess this is like not really a bold prediction, but like two touchdowns. Um, but <laughs> okay. my real bold prediction, um, that's just like my italicized prediction, right? Um, like, oh, some nuance yeah, italicized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're switching up the font. 
Um, <laughs> That's bold. Yeah, and this is this is the bold. That was and a joke. so Razul Douglas is gonna turn into Razul Shrugless, <laughs> and because he's gonna be shrugging so much after he gets those ints. <laughs> Okay. And so he's gonna have very smooth, right? Okay. Yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna have two ints. Okay. Um, and one's gonna be a pick six. Ooh, back to back pick six is four, and we're gonna see it in the end zone. (laughs) We're gonna see the shrug in the end zone, looking at the camera, just. Oh my God! The shrug and like where where you hold your shoulders up longer than you have to, right? Like not the quick one, but the. No, but like a yeah, like yeah. look at me, look confused. Yeah, yeah, like take this picture. If at any point he like even just makes something as simple as a pass breakup and does that, I'll uh, I'll count your BP as as a cash ticket because I I love a good shrug. Like obviously MJ made it iconic with his in the finals, and now it's just I love that because it's like a, what what am I what am I supposed to do? I'm this good. Like what. Sorry, yeah. sorry, y'all, y'all could have signed me. Yeah, and that's just stacking with you too, saying he's becoming one of your more favorite Packers. Where stacking the waving goodbye to the Cardinals, yes. the Lambo leap last the week, high step, and now if, and now a shrug. Holy like, shit! Wait, what are we turning into? Now we're turning into the fucking Bears fans with the fan fiction. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully the we'll we just, see. <laughs> we just absolutely hopefully, laid into that guy yeah, for fan fiction right. and then just wrote a novel. This is much lesser, I guess. I'll say, but yes, uh, yeah, I love but, the self awareness though. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is Tumblr fan fiction. This is the good stuff, right? Oh, God. The stuff that you read like when your door's locked <laughs> late at night. Okay, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, once again, everyone's favorite part of our episodes. If you could please leave a five star review on Apple, that'd be cool. Um, we always give out koozies too. If you're a lo- new listener coming from fan sided, uh, leave a review or hell, just follow us on Twitter, PMP pod or email us PMP podcast at gmail.com. If you want a koozie, we'll send you a little koozie for your beer beverage. You can use it for any type of, you know, cylindrical object to, to encase it. Wow. Um, but yeah, well, we're going to keep doing that once again. Thanks everyone for the support and getting us where we're at. Uh, speaking of mailing stuff out, Hank, we still have um, Hank Miss. 20, yeah, we've what, quite a few entries so far, though. Yeah, huh? we have. We are filling up quick. So if you, yeah, you might want to yeah. explain again for any new listeners too. Yeah, well, I might. I kind of forgot. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't forget about Hank Miss. I just forgot the rules like that we had set out because I just 20, like I really like giving gifts out. Twenty four um, postcards but, and. Uh, well, yeah, so we got, well, 20, 25, yeah, 24, um, like, I guess. Custom short, trading cards? Custom trading cards, mm. right? Short print. PMP trading cards. That PMP. we will sign, so they'll be very valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should keep them um, for ourselves, but we're just be, that nice. There's going to be one that's one of one that goes to a lucky viewer. Um, and, I mean, they're all one of ones. Oh, oh and we're on YouTube. Well, there'll be... You'll see, you'll see, but there'll be, okay. yeah, like there'll be a special one that goes to a very special um, boy or girl, and and uh, yeah, and then you'll get um, a nice little postcard from the pod as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have everything ordered, everything's ready to go. Um, and you said, what did you say the rules were? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just I'd like to get them out as much. If you're hemming and hawing about it, I don't give a shit. Just DM us, tweet us, be like, hey, send me something. Yeah. DM us your address. We'll send it. We'll give you a koozie too. Hell, yeah. we'll give you a postcard, a koozie, yeah. a signed, you know, custom card. So very cool. You'll be a very normal person hanging that up on your fridge. Well, and like, I guess if we have to go, 
into like a series two, like a, another poor man's print run. You ooh, know, ooh. like uh, there might be poor man's playoff run. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Playoff playoff print run. That's uh, yeah, that sounds fun. OK, so there we go. So, yeah, please reach out. Take some of these postcards. You know, we only have so many of them and they're very valuable and you guys should want them anyways. But uh, yes. that's uh, that's about all I have for the podcast. The only other thing. Well, I guess we'll get to it right here. Kyle, do you have anything else? <sighs> um, thanks. Thanks again to the listeners for organically growing us like this. It's all because all of you. Yeah. We love you. Very cool. Very cool. Hank, do you have anything? I'm just happy to be here. All right, cool. Well, with that, uh, one other thing we're going to kind of pivot to. I mentioned it the off season, then I kind of went away from it. But since we're a little legit now, got to get off the music a little bit. But lucky enough for us, the song from last week, a local artist has his own record label. Haven't reached out to him yet. One of those I'd rather uh, ask for forgiveness than permission ah, type there deals. You go. Yes. But with that, Eric Kuskinen, I feel like this song goes perfect with the vibe of the podcast. Just to say, I give you both forgiveness and permission. (laughs) Perfect. We need it from you. With that, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Go pack, go. Anywhere I quit my job. Yeah, it just won't pay. I worked all year. I worked all month. Then they took my money away. Cigarettes.